Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you kid on my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another 42 Level 191 Year Old Salsa Kennedy. Uh, this is episode 268, and here with me, as always, the Twilight Princess of all games himself. Mr. Andy Rucker. Yes, apologies for the lateness. That was an antenatal class. Not as exciting as I thought. I thought the wife had turned into a revolutionary. <laughs> it's not that natal. I thought how hard Briggs it got. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a warm-up. That's just a warm-up. So, hope everyone's well. We're just going to start with big screen, we screen. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the movies, all the TV we have watched throughout the week. And before Andy bores you with The Walking Dead, usual nonsense, I'll just jump in with what I've done. <laughs> Uh, I watched like two films this week that's about it mm-hmm. uh, I watched one I don't know if you've seen it like I know you liked um, District 9 uh, Elysium uh, with Matt Damon okay so I haven't wa- I haven't seen that but I did it did pop up on like my uh, Netflix recommended this week and I did add it to my list so I, yeah. I didn't actually uh, watch you, it yet so have you seen District 9 yeah yeah I've seen District 9 great movie yeah. It was fucking pro- yeah, fucking is- prawns, fucking prawns, fucking prawns. Yeah, well, this is from the same director and whatnot, and it kind of forms rough. Not not a complete trilogy, if you know what I mean. But there's like obviously ways that can fit in, and the robots and it kind of look like Chappie. I haven't seen Chappie yet. It was the one that came out after this. Um, but yeah, basically, okay. So it was an all round depressing movie, but I kind of got that as well from uh, District Nine. Oh yeah, for sure. It wasn't exactly a happy, happy movie, and it didn't even end. In fact, that oh no, they both ended. Uh, sorry, spoilers, but the, District Nine did not end in a happy note. Hmm. Did it not get turned into the fucking end? Uh, can't remember. remember. It's been, been years since I see that movie. Man. Yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't actually realize this was one of his films till I started watching it. Um, this is in my Netflix list the first time it came around and then they obviously um, added it again and it's been I just decided to watch it and basically set in the future and like the richest people have left Earth to stay in like a space station mm-hmm. what well, I say it's called Elysium but I'm actually sure it, I don't it really must, know it must have been called Elysium it, no no but I'm, is it Maybe it is. We'll say it is. Um, but, like, the world's been, like, obviously stricken with war or something. Doesn't really explain it fully. Maybe that's why it's linked to District 9, because the aliens and stuff. But, like, everybody wants to go off, and they're, like, trying to get, like, refugee boats and stuff. And, like, the woman that's on trying to help them. But, like, I don't know if it's space pirates or something shooting them down as they get there, but you find out she's the one that 
this pain to keep the like refugees off her get off my land you know like <laughs> her space station which looks right. like a halo ring you know that way it's weird and they've got like like the future beds that like cure all these obviously everyone's trying to get there and uh, the story's obviously about mid Damon and he was like a car thief that um he's building the robots the chappy style robots at the factory who are like the security guards of earth and uh, he his boss says that the door's jammed and he has to go in or he's getting sacked and blah, 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 and he needs the money. And he goes in and it shuts and he gets radiation poisoning, so he's going to die. And then he meets, like, his old boss and his boss kind of says, oh, we're going to do some stuff to you and, like, this and that and do this. Basically, all they do is, like, tape a shit exoskeleton to him. And it says, they say it's going to make him, like, uber powerful Captain America strength, but it it doesn't, you'd never really fully see that, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, and, like, he meets his, like, old girlfriend, and she's got a wee girl who's ill and pretty um, The guy that's in charge of the robot is the big bad guy, well, one of the bad guys, you know. The secret William Fichtner, who was the shredder and he was in prison break. Yep. Yep. He was Mahone. the agent guy. It was always Mahone, yeah. Yeah, that took the drugs here. Yeah, he's kind of the bad the guy that's in charge of the robot factory, I'm trying to remember. Can't remember what happens to him. Because he's not the main bad guy, obviously it's Charles Copley, whatever his name is. The main guy from District Nine's like the bounty hunter that was shooting down the ships. He's right. tasked taking down Matt Damon. Um, have you got speakers or like your headphones really close? Because I've got bad echo from you every time I talk. Mm. Not really. Like, not now. Well, what I do now, yeah. It's a bit like, remember what the Xbox used to be like? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a bit of like distortion and interference, but not like, no, no echo. No, I'm getting an echo in my side, what I'm saying. Not now. Well, yeah, I heard that. And that. Um, anyway I'll finish what I was saying Um, so like that guy works for the woman up in Elysium and like I can't can't really remember what happened like I'm trying to think oh yeah yeah they need to get in his head because in like William Fichter whatever his name is Mahone's head we'll call him Mahone in his head has got the program to reboot um, is it Elysium yeah, it right. must be Elysium, the name of the thing. We'll just go with that. And basically that that uh, reboots the thing so that everybody on Earth can become a citizen because you need to get like a data stamp to be on there. And they download the data from his head, but they don't fully get it or something like that. But it was okay. Like, I didn't hate this film, but it was the same with District 9. Like, after lo- looking back on it, I loved it, right? But when I first seen District 9, I got to the end, I'm like, did I like that movie? did I hate that movie? I'm not sure how I feel about that movie. Like, I didn't like, love it or I didn't hate it. I didn't have any strong feeling either way. It was just kind of had a depressing end as well. So I'm imagining Chappie's going to be the same, but I'm going to, I plan on watching Chappie for next week, but I would say check out Elysium anyway, Andy. Like, the story was a bit weak at points, um, but the actual world and setting and stuff was all really cool. Um, nice. So I watched a, a film that was also on my list. Uh, I think this was an Amazon called Fracture. I don't know if you've seen it. With Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling. No, I haven't seen it. It was actually Tasha's choice. And basically, um, it starts kind of like, remember that blacklist that I started watching? I don't know if you'd seen any of it. Uh, yes, I haven't seen any of it, but I remember you talking about it. Yeah. Well, basically, Anthony Hopkins shoots his wife, admits to it, signs a confession, and hands them the murder weapon. 
Hmm. And it seems like an open shut case, but it's far from it. Like it turns out that the gun that he handed in was never fired. He's got like an argument for like he didn't want to sign the confession. He was actually in the room with the arresting officer who happened to be sleeping with his wife. And it turns into this big twisty sort of battle between him and Ryan Gosling's character in the courtroom. Like Gosling was the lawyer that just took it on because he thought, right, this is open and shut. Like he signed the confession. There's the murder weapon. But really quite cool. I liked it. Um, there wasn't as big a twist at the end as I thought there would be, but decent enough film working out what was going on because Anthony Hopkins is great as a bad guy. If, if you've ever seen Hannibal or read any of those movies, then you'll know that. Um, so I don't have too much more to say, but I can't say much about films with twists. Um, and I watched one more thing. I only watched the first episode of it, though. Have you seen The Night Manager, Andy? Mm, nope. The Night Manager. Okay, this is, a, this is with Tom Hiddleston, who's Loki. Yep. And basically, I'm not sure of the full story, obviously, because I've just seen episode one. I think it's on Netflix. Um, he's a manager of a hotel in Egypt, and he used to be in the army. And there's like a woman that's involved with the gangsters and staying in one of the rooms, and he tries to help her. And then she ends up getting killed. Um, and he gets a phone call from like a government lady who's like, all I know her from is Peep Show. She was like the girlfriend of uh, the guy in Peep Show, and she was also in Doctor Who. Um, oh, and the, then like years Mark's later, girlfriend. Yeah, the the wee guy's girlfriend. Like yeah, the the main one that he has the baby with, or or the other one. Dolly? Yeah. I don't know. I I've, I can't remember her name. The ugly uh, one. Oh, in fact, they were both I haven't ugly. seen it to the end. I haven't seen it to the end. The one that's in it that he fancies that he works with at first, and then they become boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that's the one he has the baby with. Yeah. Well. Um, she's she's basically went for the government and says call we're, we're trying to help but it flashes to like years later but doesn't really fully explain it and he's working in a hotel in Switzerland and like a guest shows up and it's you know Hugh Laurie that's house obviously and stuff like that yes it's him and he he checks in his name's Roper and now Tom Hiddleston remembers that the guy that was involved in killing the girl in Egypt's name was Roper so like he lies to this guy and he helps him a bit and he steals his sim cards and then phones the number that the government lady gave him mm-hmm. and like he says do what you will do what you won't with that and the way the first episode ended up I don't know if it's going to turn into like she's going to induct them into like a secret service style thing or something like that but the army background definitely doesn't mean that he's just going to be like waiting tables for the rest of the series so mm-hmm. um, I'd recommend Ma, it the hotel manager yeah I'd recommend it if you like Hedleston and obviously Hugh Laurie's quite good um, nice. but that's all I watched this week just those nice. two so yeah most of the things I enjoyed the three things I watched uh, I did watch uh, I watched Elf I didn't watch oh, you watched Elf I watched Elf because I did float watching the movie that we're going to talk about in a bit um, mm-hmm. the other night and it was poo-pooed <laughs> and I was, yeah. watched Elf uh, and it's Elf's alright like, we, we were decorating the Christmas tree and that so kind of Christmassy um, mm-hmm. And I also watched a movie called uh, Geostorm. Okay. With Gerard Butler. Of course. And and it's it's basically a Gerard Butler uh, disaster porn movie. Where Gerard Butler... Like gets... San Andreas or something. Yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah. But in this one, Gerard Butler gets sent to space to save the day. 
because there's basically there's like a network of satellites that he created. Of course it does. Of course of it course. does. <laughs> there's a network of satellites that he created and then got fired from the project, which malfunctions years later and it causes mm-hmm. all these like uh, storms around the world. And uh, because he's the guy that created it all, he get he's the guy that gets sent up just one man to go and like fix it. <laughs> Obviously, there's like teams of people that live up there and like and deal with it, but but he's the one that gets sent to go in and, and save the day. Um, and I, I fell asleep near the end, but it was all right. Like from what I, from what I saw, um, good disaster porn, like good effects and stuff like that in it. Lots of buildings falling over and whatnot. Kind of did remind me of San Andreas, like with that. But I, I like those type of movies, like where there's just like all the all this carnage going on in the world, and, like <laughs> major major disasters and stuff like that. They're interesting to watch. Not the best, like, acting or anything like that. And Gerard Butler still does not have a believable fucking American accent. Like, no, his American accent has. is appalling. I don't understand why they keep casting him as an American. Like, if you needed an American, cast a fucking American, or at least somebody that could do a believable American accent. Like, if you yeah. need a Scottish guy, then fair enough, cast Gerard Butler. Like, he's he's an alright actor, as long as you don't make him do an American accent. But, but yeah, it's, as far as disaster porn movies go, it's alright. Um... Did I watch anything else? No, because I didn't watch Walking Dead this week. Um, watched Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield came back, and it was mm-hmm. good. It was very good actually. They uh, they've gone to space in this that. in this season. Gone to space, Ali. Why did they also build satellites that they were kicked off the project? They did not. They did not. But like as far as disaster <laughs> porn goes, this is much much bigger than than, yeah. than Geostorm because uh, like by the end of the first episode, and spoiler alert here, the Earth has been blown up. <laughs> like the Earth has exploded, and they're in the future. And it's very strange. Agents of Shield. And Agents of Shield, which bear in mind is MCU canon. For now. For now, but um, but like it's weird though because they did like a two-part episode, and like then the first episode would have been a perfect cliffhanger to leave sitting for a week, and but. They did it like a double episode, so they immediately went into the next one, and they kind of explained away some of the things. But like then the first episode shows you like this, like the Earth being exploded, and it's like just this holy shit moment of holy shit, why the fuck did the Avengers not save the world? Like what has happened here? Because the Avengers aren't in this universe. Oh, I mean they definitely are. Yeah. No, no, but like, <laughs> but they no, but they are. We've seen Samuel Jackson and whatnot like show up and they talk about Cap and, an and whatnot. So they are there. Um, mm. So you're like, oh, why didn't they save the world? Like something real fucking real bad must have happened in Infinity War, and like this is uh, this is what's ha- the outcome of it. And I was like, oh my god, this is a massive spoiler for Infinity War. Except it's actually not because this is in the future and the, the agents have been pulled out of the past to go into the future. I think to stop this event from happening so I assume it won't actually happen in the real timeline, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know how confusing time travel shit gets but I think that when they actually go back they'll have found a way to stop this from happening but by the end of the second episode they've revealed that it was actually like a quake that exploded the world apparently mm-hmm. but uh, they don't have the they don't have the complete history of it because the the only place that's really left is this like outpost which got blown into space and that's where that's where the agents have ended up with these like last surviving humans and this like outpost which is essentially now it's like a space station has been like taken over by Cree people so these Cree are like they're kind of keeping like these humans prisoner and uh, keeping them down and whatnot um 
and the Cree people have erased all the historical data so nobody knows what actually happened to the world because it happened like about 90 years ago now so this is like the year oh sorry is this the Asians of shield 2100 <laughs> is this the Asians of shield oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As if I'm listening to you <laughs> <laughs> but but like as far as like the actual like storyline that goes for like for shield it's fucking really good like uh, I, I was pleased to to talk about it I, I don't think Chip was so keen on it but I really enjoyed it like I don't think he liked it they went to space <laughs> I don't think he liked that they went to space whereas like I really like space stuff and I'm like fucking yes space let's go but yeah I really enjoyed it Um, don't think I watched in and else really oh no oh, no did. no wait sorry I did I watched Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man Homecoming I watched that again as well that's so boring I thought it was actually quite good like, see on a second watch I probably enjoyed it more I found it. I found it funny. Like I watched it with Ashley because she hadn't seen it yet, and uh, I found it really funny. Like hmm. some good, good moments in it. I know you weren't a big fan of it, but uh, like it's an enjoyable enough. I'm very forgiving with Spider-Man as well, and yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the only other thing I watched was the the movie that we we watched. Okay, so you want to tell folk what we're doing? Uh, yeah, so basically we are going to be covering as part of Big Screen, Wee Screen, um, movie sequels that didn't need to happen. Or that you didn't know existed. Or that you didn't know existed. And really, some of them shouldn't have happened, and some of them, maybe <laughs> some of them, like, are hidden gems, and we'll hopefully discover those along the way. Very doubtful. I've seen the list. I mean, like, some of the movies on this list I, I have seen before, and some of them are actually all right. Like three, the second three hundred movie, that is actually a good movie. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I can't remember mm-hmm. any of the other ones off the top of my head that were good movies, but I can't yeah. wait to see Titanic two. Yeah, that I don't understand how there's a Titanic two unless they base it off of like one of the sister ships. I don't think it has to be historically accurate, and I don't think well, obviously they made the first one historically accurate. Well, not quite, no, but I mean it's based in on the history of Titanic and you would assume the second movie is based on the history of it as well but uh, obviously made by totally different people but anyway yes. that will be interesting to talk about those down the line I can't, I can't wait yes. to get to those <laughs> so we're covering those ones later down the line we're doing this in conjunction with the write up which is Cameron who was on here before's uh, site you can get him um, at what's the write up on Twitter uh, his website is the dash write dash up .com um, and he's going to be writing reviews of the ones we're doing every week and uh, we decided to start with the seasonal ones that I picked out Andy and this week's choice was and I'd seen it before um, the wonderful, I've never seen the the one after this, which we're watching in two weeks time, um, Home Alone 4, I got it in like one of those box sets like a couple of years back you know, mm-hmm. when it's Home Alone 1 to 4 because no one's buying it otherwise Mm-hmm. Or are they? Is this a hidden gem? <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, it's interesting, like, because I have never seen Home Alone three. Uh, I have seen Home Alone one and two plenty of times. And those are three's a, three's actually a good film. Hmm. So, so like one and two are Christmas classics, absolute yeah. like classic movies. We remember them from watching them back in the day when we were probably like round about the same five ages. six. Well, well, I mean, round about that sort of age is like what Kevin McAllister was back then, and like you can relate to all the things that he's going through. Like, what would yeah, you do if you were left home alone? That sort of thing. 
I got and, a top uh, white Christmas. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I had a top white Christmas as well. And like those things when they popped up, you were like, "Oh, that's cool." And then you'd ask them for Christmas and get them and whatnot. And like they were, they they worked really well. I was like, as, in fact, maybe maybe these must movies must have been out like just a bit before Christmas. Yeah, I imagine to, so. Yeah, because if it was time to see the movie and then ask for the thing for Christmas, then yeah, and get it for Christmas, then they must have been out like a wee bit before Christmas. Because I definitely seen Home Alone two before Christmas up at the old Kamarnock Theatre, you know, the old Kamarnock mm. Odeon when it was near mm. the Indoor Market. I oh yeah, on the there, High Street, yeah. And it must have been October, November. I seen this, but it was the mm. Christ- full-on Christmas movie, both of them. Mm. But like, like I said, the the first one was out maybe nineteen ninety. The second one was ninety two. The third one was out maybe a wee bit later, but it was still in the nineties. Whereas this one that we're talking about tonight came out in two thousand and two. Um, yeah, and I, I, I two thousand two man. That's well, it is a long time ago. But in mine and your head as old men, that's not that long ago. <laughs> um, so two thousand two, this came out, and the instead of continuing on the story of Alex, who was the kid in the third one, which would make sense because by the time the third one out, Macaulay um, Culkin would have been a teenager. Mm. Um, the third one was maybe 96. It wasn't too far away. And it was mm. written and done by this, the guy that done the first two, like John Hughes. It right. actually feels like a Home Alone movie. It's got the same sort of like camera angles, filming, like the same sort of like music and stuff. This one, however, um, they decided to take it back to the McAllister family but recast absolutely everybody and put them in a story that didn't really feel like would have happened to what I remember as being apart from very careless children, the wholesome American family. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, like, like families like don't always stay wholesome and whatnot, and they, they that family was all kinds of fucked up anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, the way that they did this movie was just so strange. Like, I don't quite understand why they. Why did, did this. they have to have Kevin again? Like, I, why couldn't this have been another named kid? <laughs> I mean, I, I understand why that they why they went back to this because I, clearly, like Home Alone one and two were massive successes at the box office and home video oh, yeah. and whatnot, and they're beloved movies. So they went, oh look, look at those two movies. Like, why don't we like do like a sequel to those movies rather than the third one which I assume didn't do anyone near as well um, and this movie will do better except they shot this movie on like they must have shot this movie on an awful budget on terrible cameras and they obviously didn't get any of the main cast back despite using all of the all of the original characters from the original two movies which is incredibly weird to watch and it's well, very they didn't awful. use Harry no, I mean, but I mean, they didn't use uh, so they didn't use Harry at all. But they had Marv and they had like Kevin and they had his mum and dad and they Boys had his there. brother and sister. Yeah. And very strangely, despite this being clearly set after the events of Home Alone one and two, yeah. all of the characters, every single one of them that is a returning character, looks younger than they did they in the previous the movies. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is very bizarre, because, I mean, Kevin would have been, like, what, 9, 10, something like that in Home Alone 1 and 2? Yeah, maybe, but I push you. And, and I think in I, th- I think in this one, I can't remember if they said how old he was, but... I but think anyway. he was about 7 or 8. I don't think he was that right, old. Right, okay. okay, so say mm. if he was, he was 7, 8, even... So say he's maybe 9, he's supposed to be, like, 9 here. I think yeah. that's what they said, he's, like, 9 here. He doesn't, like, he looks younger than 9. He looks maybe, like, 7 or 8, maybe 8, Um. And he looks younger than like Macaulay Culkin did as Kevin. He also has different hair colour. 
Yeah. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin was blind late. They could have at least got a blind kid. Yep. They could have at least they could have found a Macaulay Culkin lookalike, no problem. I'm sure they could have. Just type in Google yeah. Macaulay Culkin lookalike and you would have found at least five or six actors in America that would would have oh, been yeah. able to fit the part, no problem at that time period. But yeah. they said chose not to go for that, they went for this guy. Do you think that do you think that they originally asked the original cast to come back? No. No. I don't think they had the money for it. I think no, obviously no. no, do you think they like they wrote the script based on like having the original cast back before like any budget was decided and they were like, This is the story we want to write and this is how, what we want to do. How would it, I pitched it to the how studio. Would it work in two thousand how would it work with Macaulay Culkin being like twenty five in two thousand and two? Uh, I mean, you can get there's good CGI de aging. Shut up! <laughs> you can't make a twenty five year old like that. You can maybe no. make like a forty fifty year old look thirty, but you can't make like a twenty five year old look eight or nine again. Yeah, I mean, with the mum and dad and stuff like that, and and like Marvin things, they could have easily made those people look Mar- no problem. The robbers could have easily. The mm-hmm. robbers and the mum and dad, and just got a look like you from a collie and the kids. Like, yep. That would have been easy, but they didn't even make any effort. But I think they maybe pitched it in that way, possibly. Mm. And then none of them, they all said no. They all said fuck off. And then because they didn't have the actors on board, the the, the budget for this movie was clearly they went buttoned. straight to TV. <laughs> was it a straight to TV movie then? Like, nah, wasn't it was, a, this was, was cinema sorry. Sorry, I've got them muddled up. I'm, I haven't got any notes in front of me. Like <laughs> Home Alone Four was straight to DVD. Home Alone Five was a TV movie. Right. Okay. And th- yes, that... there was another, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, that that's probably even worse than this. Jesus. Right. Um. But yeah, I had a lot of questions while watching this movie. And okay, so like... I'll cover the general plot first, mm. though, Andy. Right. So Kevin is having to stay at his dad's house with his new girlfriend because his mum and dad get divorced, right? So that's what I was referring to earlier. His mm-hmm. dad's like, I didn't get it. His dad was obviously rich enough. Like, this is meant to be the same universe. Like, this is meant to be, like, the follow-on story of Kevin mm-hmm. McAllister, yep. okay? I'm taking it as that. But now his dad's probably a multi-millionaire, although his house was massive, so maybe. But, like, it's, like, this technologically advanced, like, clap on not clap on clap off but like uh, google home basically if you want to mm. call it that like you can do stuff with it but kevin doesn't think to ever use it when he's fighting the bad guys but anyway that's another point um and he sees uh marv and i can't remember the woman's name no uh, marv's, marv's wife marv's wife yeah and uh, harry i think harry's mentioned the sticky bandits are mentioned anyway at one point they do mention, but, like, him. Um, they do mention him yeah and um Basically, the royal family of somewhere—I don't think it's England or anything like that—but basically, they are trying to kidnap the the prince. Is it? They the they want to kidnap the prince. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it doesn't really even tell you where the royal. It just is the royal family. It's like why are they visiting like Macaulay, not Macaulay Culkin, Kevin McAllister. Like, what is like the whole? thought was fucking stupid like the thing is the worst part about this movie anyway was that obviously it's basically a setup so kevin can fight the ba- the sticky bandits i'm still calling mm-hmm. them that yep. and instead of using the fucking house with all the like right shut the door now he, he just puts paint pots and shit on top of doors like the original and it's like mate you could get a house that would like lock them in rooms and stuff why not just use that 
So it's just any excuse of a bullshit story that I do not know why it needs to involve the royal family. They could just say they're robbing the house because his dad's richer now and Kevin's mm-hmm. a wee dick and he wants to get back at him for Har- Harvey, or Harry, 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 sorry, Harry, Harry being Harry. back in jail. Like something like that could have easily explained it. None of this royal family fucking bullshit that I didn't even quite understand. Like, don't get me wrong, I'd seen it before and when I was watching it this time, I was playing Xenoblade at the same time, but like... I was like, what the fuck? I don't even remember this royal family being in it. Why the hell is this a thing? Um, the actor that plays Kevin's like terrible. But anyway, sorry, what were your questions? So I, I had a lot of thoughts while I was watching this movie. So I, I made, so I did make some notes uh, to go through because there was a lot of, a lot of stupid shit in this in this movie. Um, first of all, why does Kevin reminisce about Christmas when? Christmas he's has been, horrific ones. <laughs> yeah, such a traumatic time for him, and he's had two really bad experiences from like being left at home alone, and then being uh, like the house being burgled and having to fight off the burglars, and then like, and then, and then left the, in New York, and then left in New York, and again having to deal with the burglars. Like he's had some bad shit at Christmas. So why is Christmas a good time for him, and why is he reminiscing about happy? Times? Maybe it's because it hasn't happened. His family. Maybe it's because when his family were all around and you know they what, weren't they stopped. left him they left no, him no but at the they end fucked off <laughs> yeah at the end and they're all like oh and like yeah. then his big brother was a bully and burnt his ears with candles yep uh, the other thing is uh, well there's actually quite a lot of things here but uh, but yeah <laughs> I, I did notice as well that they use Windows Movie Maker transitions between the scenes so like when they're changing yeah. to like a new scene they have like this like the swirl where it like it starts at the bottom and it goes clockwise and I'm like that's a Windows Movie Maker transition and then they have the yep. zigzaggy one that goes across the screen I'm like yep Windows Movie Maker so like every transition they used was a Windows Movie Maker transition so this movie was made on fucking buttons like this cost so this was so cheap to make this movie like unbelievably so um so yeah kevin's still a whiny little bitch as he was in the first two movies but it was kind of endearing in those and but yeah it was 100 percent worse than this you would have thought he would have like learned from his previous experiences and not done the same shit that he did before because like he wishes his brother and sister away at one point at the beginning of this movie and like that's exactly what he did in the first movie like he yeah. wished he had no family because he was pissed off with them, and they I all then disappeared. Family disappear. Yeah, and, and like you're like, oh, okay, well, this is what's going to happen here. His brother and sister are going to vanish, but that's not really what happened. And he had an out as well. Like he didn't even need to wish them away or anything like that. He could have just like <coughs> he was invited to go and stay with his fucking dad. Like he could have yeah. just went, yeah, okay. Like I'm not too happy here, so yeah, I'll come with your dad. Like that's fine. I'll get a bit of time away from these two pricks, and like yeah, it'll be good. Why didn't you yep. just do that? Like, but anyway, <laughs> he does decide to do that eventually. But, um, so it was it was weird as well because like his his dad and his new girlfriend. I'm pretty sure that it's his new girlfriend that's like the rich one, and that's just <coughs> his, and that's not actually his dad's house. Like that's his girlfriend's house, and they're just like he's just staying. Oh there right, I never and, got that from that. That's mm. the that's the impression that I got. Um, cause they mentioned that they've been naming, uh, they've been raising money for charities, and like she's raised two million dollars for uh, children's charities. But she doesn't bother to even they don't even bother to make names up for them. They're like raise two million dollars for children's charities. But they could have made up a fucking fake name for them, or you know, uh, and yeah. and the and the dad says that he's uh, signed some big unnamed clients. Like oh, I signed two big clients. Yep. Like okay, like make up some fucking names so you've got some realistic dialogue. Like do you know what I mean? Like this just Dan it's like, Peterson. Oh. It's like Steve oh we forgot. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's like, oh, we forgot to uh, put the names in. Oh, we'll just leave it. Fuck it. Like, it'll make it shorter. Make the sentence 10 <laughs> seconds shorter and get us out of the movie quicker. Like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the levels of dialogue between the burglars are cartoon level, like, unbelievably so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, and the facial expressions and all that, they look like they're in a cartoon. Like, and there's no need for that at all. Um, I found it curious as well that Marv, who's always been, like, a petty thief, essentially, who's been out to yeah. rob houses, um, they, and they Rat did that and racket sell a tape for years. his hands and put it in a charity box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're petty thieves, and like they go, they rob houses, and they, they I think it was what was it, department store and home loan to they robbed? the toy store, Duncan's toy yeah. chest. Yes, yeah, so in the department store and that sort and that sort of stuff. But now he's graduated to uh, child yeah, abduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty a bad. of all things. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, assumed that they were going to try to ransom him. I don't think they ever actually mentioned what they were going to do with the child. Maybe they were going to bang him. I don't know. They, they seem to have gone <laughs> off the deep end here with this one. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. They never told us. So who knows what their plans were? Um, Kevin reuses the line, "Keep the change." Like, he gives giving the taxi driver uh, money, and he, and he gives him like a fucking piggy bank of change. And you're like, oh my god. This is it's just bad, uh, and Kevin Kevin going to his dad's house means that his dad doesn't get his hole, and Kevin's dad's girlfriend seems very upset by this. Yeah, because she needs some relaxation after charity work. Yeah, uh, they also use this really weird knockoff Zelda sound. I don't know if you noticed this, like when uh-huh. when like because uh, uh, Kevin is get gets put in the special guest room, which. They said it very sinisterly for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, but uh, when when they when they said that, they made the noise. They made this noise, and it went like this weird like knockoff Zelda noise, like you know when uh, when you, like a door unlocks or that in the old Zelda yeah. games, like that noise is very similar to that. Like, and and it happens a few times in the movie. This noise happens, and I'm like, okay. I see. So, yeah, they've got this connect enabled voice controlled house. Which they have to use this remote for, so it's kind of like a precursor to like an Alexa uh, or like a Google That's Home or something mean, like that. Yeah, yeah. I said. Which is alright. Which is, I mean, that's okay. Like it's kind of fanciful for back then, but yeah, fair enough. I mean, they kind of predicted the future with that because you do get stuff like that now. Yeah. Uh, they have built the ultimate generic game room for Kevin though to keep him busy so they can bang. Yeah. With the giant TVs and the like unnamed stuff that's in it, like oh look an arcade. Like, do you know what arcade it is <laughs> or anything? It's just like here's a generic thing. Let's put it there. Here's another generic thing. Put it there. Like I'm sure there's games consoles in there, but they were just generic boxes. And these giant TVs, like fuck's sake, just put a projector in and not have like fifteen TVs joined together. That was very strange. Yeah. Uh, there's the creepy nanny that wakes him up in the morning on TV. That is probably the worst possible way you could ever wake up with this lady's face on 15 screen- TV screens in f- right in front of you. We not like this. <laughs> uh, he also gets given Christmas presents early. Like, you don't fucking do this. Like, to children. I get them like, at midnight. Well, that's fair enough, but not like this is like a couple of days before. Like, you don't go, oh, like, uh, yeah, there's yeah, a Christmas I present. On you go. For the whole of this film, like Kevin was wildly spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like I know we yeah. maybe didn't we maybe didn't see it in the first ones, but it's like 
overly like compensated for lack of pain. And it's like, also, would you be ignoring your kid and leave him alone ever if you've done it two years in a row and presuming this is the year after that? Nope. But I mean, that's the thing. He's never alone at any point in this movie. At all. Ever. Well, never alone. He's, not one time. He's in the house and... He's in the house no, he's himself. Not. Never left alone one time. There's always someone else in the house, an adult. Never left oh, alone one single time. He's Yeah, the butler, the butler guy's always there. Um, but yeah, basically this lady's trying to buy his affection. And uh, and for some reason, it seems like it's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, and they say this in the movie, like, oh yeah, he's just trying to buy his affection. And yeah, that's not a bad thing. Like what the fuck? Like that's a really bad message to send to people. Like what? Like that? It doesn't make sense. But I mean, it does pan out in the end that it doesn't work out in that way. But uh, yeah, the 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 message the movie was trying to send was very confusing and very very mixed. I don't think it had a message, mate. Well, I mean, every movie tries to send a message, and like usually with like kids' movies like this, they should like try to be kind of. A positive message overall, <laughs> but I mean, this movie was a fucking mess with that. Like, um, but yeah, but yeah, they they do say that the the royal family, including this prince, is coming over, but they never mention which royal family it is. Now, when they do come, yeah, that... now, yeah, so when they do come at the end of the movie, they're an English royal family. They they are have English accents. So okay, was so. It... Diana the... Well, not necessarily Diana, but like some kind of like English royal family, which is... It doesn't make any sense from the plot because of what because of what happens with the plane later on, but um, but I'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, the, the security dude who's in charge of the security of the house does not fucking locking does not fucking lock his door! He's got a private room in the house which has all the CCTV cameras and stuff like that in it, doesn't lock his door and then... He goes in and, oh, Kevin's there. And, okay, get out. Okay, fine. And then doesn't lock his door again. <laughs> so obviously he's going to go back in. Like, for fuck's sake, lock your door, mate. And, like, if you see someone in your room that's going to keep going in your room, lock your fucking door. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> it was strange to me as well that Kevin recognised Marv immediately, despite him looking completely different and having no beard. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, my kid, like, basically been with you for the past two Christmases, and like, if you suspect that, yes, yeah. Um, so the, when the burglars do come in, though, um, and he has to get rid, he has to try and get them out of the house and whatnot. The he does it via the way of the shower, right? And now this shower is the yeah. most designed shower I have ever seen in my entire life because it just fires straight out. So if you've got the door open, the water's just coming straight out of the door. Like, yep. that is not the way that any shower would be designed, for one. And for two, there is absolutely no fucking possible way that this much water could possibly pump out of this shower and the no. bath in this short space <laughs> of time. Like, uh, it's yeah. like a swimming pool or mo- like multiple swimming pools worth it's of water what? that pumps out of this and like yeah. floods the whole bottom floor of the house. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Where did all this water come from? And what is going on? But yeah, there's no way that that much water could have come out of that. Um, what, also, what a waste of money because they've totally ruined whatever house that that is that they they were in. Like in terms of the, uh, in terms of the actual set, I presume it was not a proper house, but it must be fucking destroyed. Like they probably shot that scene last and then shot yeah. the other things first, and then just went, okay, we'll just knock it down now. <laughs> like what? Um, 
Also, I found it interesting that Kevin never ever bothered to tell his dad about Marv. <laughs> like, never bothered to tell about the burglars coming. You're like, how? After the past two years, how did they miss it? Yeah, I mean, like, why would he not say, like, oh, by the way, while you were away, this all this shit happened? Oh, oh holy shit. Which is very strange. Yeah. Then again, he didn't speak up. Mm. Uh, the security guy is terrible at watching the monitors he doesn't see anything because um, he just says oh it must have been Kevin that did that, that did this and there was no burglars here no no nothing happened you're like what yeah, so I re- him ever. yeah. Cause, so I reckon like oh this guy must be in on it then and he must have given uh, Marv and his wife access to the house because they, they had a remote to be able to unlock the, the house and whatnot. Um but yeah like at this point I decided that yeah, it must actually. It's, it's that's clearly a red herring, and it's obviously Molly who's the inside man, uh, and Molly's the like the maid basically, and she and I guessed correctly that she was Marv's mum. Within minutes of her having a conversation with Kevin I'm, and mentioning that she had a son, I'm like, "Yep, that's Marv's mum," and it fucking was, and she was the bad guy, the mastermind of it all. I didn't. Call, I didn't call that. I called it. I'm like, yep, this is what happened, <laughs> and, and I was completely right. Um, Kevin also gives like, his dad like this really stupid life advice about like him driving like a fast car and like having this as an analogy for him dating the woman that he's dating. Like, oh, you didn't have much excitement because you were like getting settled down with mom and having kids and whatnot. So like, this is you wanting to go out and like sow your seeds, sort of thing. I'm like, fuck off. Like, this kid doesn't have a clue. <laughs> like, no, no. Um, he obviously gets super spy kit because he needs to have some sort of gadget. Like, again and again, another present given to him before fucking Christmas. <laughs> like he gets a present every day, yay! And it's like Christmas yet, yay! Um, so he's again going to use toys to fucking stop burglars, which is ridiculous. Um, any kind of fancy waiter as well would never be allowed to wear a beanie, like. If if I'm the security guy in a house and um, a waiter comes in to work at a party I'm at the house that I'm working security at and they're wearing a beanie, um, I'll be like, no, you cannot wear a beanie. This is a fancy party. Do not wear a fucking beanie. Take that beanie off. <laughs> like, Marv never takes a beanie off at all in the whole movie. It's very strange. Uh, there's also there's also the trope of locking the butler in the freezer from Tomb Raider, which actually yeah, looks quite funny. Yeah, they froze him. So and they actually him. froze him. I thought he was dead. Yeah, because I mean, like he shows up later on as a ice sculpture, and I was like, okay, he's dead. Like if he's that frozen and that freezer is that cold, which is cold, quite unbelievable to be honest. Then because uh, he's a block of ice, he's dead. That man is dead, or at least like he would not wake up as soon as the ice bursts. He would be still in his frozen position, and he would have to go to the hospital to be uh, to be revived. His heart rate would be at zero. So yeah, that that was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, these genetic royals that they mentioned, their flight was cancelled, right? Um, but it must have been the the place where they're from. I thought must have been close by because uh, Kevin's dad and girlfriend were on the way to the airport to pick them up, right? When they got the call saying that oh our flight's been cancelled because of snow, I'm like okay, well that doesn't make any sense because they're f- from England, and what? <laughs> There's nowhere close by, and unless they'd flown in and they were in a different part of the country, uh, I mean, I suppose that would make sense. But they never bothered to explain any of it, any of it. Like this, this movie's so so full of plot holes, it's unreal. Um, there's also no need whatsoever for Kevin to use his spy kit at all ever in this movie, even though he he tries to rely on it 
Like he uses it as a mega uses like a megaphone thing. Yeah, he uses so, the megaphone, but like the whole house made it to be. No, he doesn't. Like he uses the megaphone to speak into the the voice no, no. thing, and he doesn't need that. No, no, but I mean the whole house. Yeah, like he could have just said lock doors. Mm. Do you know lock what I mean? Like the, call Prescott. There you go. Solved. The way he didn't work and it was solved. And like Home Alone three, right? Stars Alex, and it's technology advanced as like this one but like he uses a bit revolving around terrorists which wouldn't work after 9-11 like hmm. like aside from these I think Ashley and uh, Bethany would like three I'm not through four and god knows I've never um, but he, the kid was kind of smart, you know that. Where first two seemed kind of like savvy and like wise. This Kevin mm. did not seem to have any smarts or like never mind street smarts, house smarts or. Nope. He's. Uh, I thought it was amusing as well that his punishment is always just go to your room and think about what you've done. Like, yeah. and and I mean, if that's me, I'm gonna go to my room and go. Oh, I've got all these fucking like TVs and games and stuff. I'm just gonna sit here and play these. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> That's not a punishment. Like if you want to punish him, take away the go gadgets. Wash the dishes. Or yeah, go to wash the dishes. Go, uh, go mow the lawn. Like do some yeah. some like mundane chore that's gonna bore the tears out of him. But yeah, um, there's also the trope of watching a, It's a Wonderful Life in a Christmas movie. So watching a legitimately decent Christmas movie. Well, I mean it's it's subjective, but like I mean It's a Wonderful Life is like one of the kind of classics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're like, oh look, look at this bad Christmas movie we made. Yeah, it's a good Christmas movie. You could be watching. We're watching that in this instead of watching this movie. Ha ha! Like, oh my god. <laughs> um. So yeah, and it seems like when Kevin's stepmom comes in to like speak to him, it seems like she either wants to kill him or bang him. I'm not quite sure which. Uh, it, it was very unclear. <laughs> These, also, these rich people, right, they've got a smashed window in the house at this point from the burglars. They don't even bother to call a 24-hour, like, uh, what, what do you call, like, a, a glass fitter guy? A repair. Glass repair. Window yeah, repair. Gla- let's say window repair man. They don't bother to call one. This, this, this woman's fucking rich as fuck, and she doesn't bother to call somebody to come and repair her window. They just leave it broken overnight. I mean, yep. especially after you've been burgled, right, you, you don't go to sleep until your window is fucking at least boarded up. Like some, yeah, they should have someone. Because the whole house is like a smart house. No, <laughs> it's not. The windows are still broken. Like they need to board it up, um, at least, and then somebody can come and fix it the next day. Like it needs to be boarded up before the house to make the house secure. That's ridiculous. Um. So yeah, the the kids still get spoiled absolutely rotten despite being supposedly bad. Like you got given like a fucking plane drone thing. Like ridiculous. Um. But he gets uh, he get, he does get mad punished though by being forced to wait until later to open up most of his Christmas presents, which is kind of fair enough. They're like, look at all these presents we got you, and because you were bad, you fucking have to wait till later to open them. Sit and look at these unopened presents. Ha ha! Like that's quite a that's quite a fair punishment. I was okay with that. Um, I thought it was a bit harsh as well that the pre- the guy Prescott, the security guy, he has to work even on Christmas Day. Give this fucking guy a day off. Like that's that's harsh. Like the guy, the man needs a day off to go and like spend time with his own family. Like he, he's not, he's not your slave, <laughs> which he kind of was. Like this guy was a slave, basically. 
yeah. they then end up end up getting trapped in a basement full of wine by the uh, by the burglars. And when when they're like, "Oh, what do we have any ideas?" Get fucking pissed! You're in a basement full of wine. Like, come on. <laughs> Like that's what I would do. Even at that age, we're like, "Oh, what's all this?" Like, I might as well try it. Like, try each one. <laughs> um, but they've got a phone, which the 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 grown up in this situation who's bear in mind is a fucking security man. He works as a security guard. This is his job. He has the phone, <laughs> and he gives the phone to the child, and the child only knows one number, which is his house number. And when he phones, he speaks to his brother, who's unhelpful several times. And then when he does speak to his mum, does a bad line. Phone the fucking cops, you dicks. You've been kidnapped or trapped by burglars. There are burglars there in your house. Phone the police. The police will come, arrest the burglars, and game over. No need for any more of this shit. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Uh, we do find out that Prescott takes nap breaks, and that's why he wasn't. That's why he wasn't around and didn't notice when uh, when all the carnage was going on earlier. Well, how the fuck he slept through all that, I have no idea. Because <laughs> his door wasn't locked, as we know. So, like, there's no soundproofing or anything like that. Um, this this guy would have heard that. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the, these people are also the living houses are very lazy because they have a lift and a dumbwaiter in their house, which is only two floors in a basement. Like, uh, why would you need a lift in this house? That's ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, a dumbwaiter, okay. If you've... But, I mean, a lift? What a waste of space. You could you could put a jacuzzi in your fucking house instead of having a lift. Jesus. Or I'd a sauna or something like that. I'd have a jacuzzi in the lift. Well, well, okay, that would be fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it serves two purposes. But if you've just got a lift with no jacuzzi in it, then it's fucking pointless. Um, the other thing I didn't understand is why didn't Marv and the other burglars just grab the prince guy at night once he was asleep if he was staying there or uh, when he went to the bathroom like the lady is there so she could have like the the mum she could have just grabbed the prince while he was sleeping or in the bathroom and the burglars didn't need to be involved whatsoever they also didn't need to case the house twice or anything it's very or three times even uh, very strange uh, and then we get to see some very very shit traps and some uh, <laughs> many unfunny falling Segments where these people, these guys just like run into each other and like knock each other over, and it, it was just awful. I'm just sitting there like, "Yep, they're falling over again, and again, and again." Just awful. There's also he does use the uh, the revolving uh, bar thing to uh, to to hurt the burglars and. Now I don't believe that these are these would be legitimate commands for this, right? So open sesame would made it made the thing open, like spin around basically, right? The revolving bar thing. So he says revolve sesame. This would not be a command, like <laughs> at all. What purpose would it serve if it just spins around? Like as a piece of furniture installed in a house, that serves no purpose. And then he says faster sesame to make it go even faster to sp- keep spinning around and like I don't know make the burglars dizzy and then he says maximum speed sesame maximum speed sesame (laughs) like what these are not words not commands for this thing and it like it goes ridiculously fast like unbelievably dangerously fast for something like this to be installed in a house there's no way that any company could get away with uh, putting this in a house they would be sued out of the fucking earballs like ridiculous um and uh, yeah, so the the Prescott guy eventually finally decides that they should probably call the cops. 
And then we see it's like this English prince. I'm like, no, this is not an English prince. Why is the prince English? Like he would, they should have at least made him from somewhere close by, so that the snow thing from Ella could be justified. But anyway, um, also the like this movie, which is supposed to be about like being home alone. Like I said, he's never alone any t- any time. He's also not home. Like he's in his dad, his dad's girlfriend's house. This movie is really just about a woman having the worst possible day she could ever possibly have. So the the lady Natalie. Uh, uh, Kevin's dad's girlfriend, right? Her house gets burgled, essentially, and a bit wrecked, to be honest, from the carnage. Uh, her butler guy quits. Her maid is a criminal mastermind, a shit one, granted. Um, so she's <laughs> lost her entire household staff. Oh, and her uh, her boyfriend dumps her and, his, and gets back together with his ex-wife and him and... Him and his family steal the royal family that she was planning to have over for Christmas dinner to go to their Christmas dinner instead. Like, holy fuck. That is the worst day anyone could ever possibly have without dying. Um, And, yeah, that's just a harsh as fuck ending for this poor woman. Like, and she's not, like, she's not particularly nice and maybe she wanted to bang Kevin, we're not quite sure. But, I mean, that seemed very harsh on her. <laughs> Unless she did want to bang him, and then okay, fair enough, she get all she deserved. But if she didn't, then that's really harsh on her. But but yeah, I, the, this movie really like sapped a bit of my soul. It was, it was a very an bad absolutely movie. awful movie. The best part was your nothing, there was nothing more about them dead. Like that's yep. literally it. Yep, <laughs> it was just a bad movie. Like wow. So like I'm looking back at this, Andy. Home Alone one came out. In- Okay, Home Alone 2 was 92. Home Alone 3 was 97, right? This one was mm-hmm. 2002. A five-year gap between 2 and 3, fair enough, and a five-year between 3 and 4. However, Home Alone 5 was 10 years after Home Alone 4, coming out in 2012. 2012? Yeah. Okay. Is, is it Kevin McAllister again? Is it continuing no. his story? No? Okay, no. well... Like okay, I'm I'm kind of more okay with that. Yeah, this is not. I don't know who it's about. Some kid called Finn, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I can't really figure it out. Finn well, Baxter, we'll, it's about. Yeah, but we'll cover that one when when we when we get to it in a couple of weeks. However, like I don't know for rating these films. I don't think we are. It's just a case of yeah, this is us watching them to tell you whether you need to see them or not. I would personally stop after two more Home Alone, watch three, and you won't be disappointed. But Three's kind of a good film. Like I enjoyed it. Like the kids funny in it, but four, just bad. Like to be fair, right? I didn't mind the guy that played Marv. I don't like that he was playing Marv, but I don't mind that guy. He was uh, the guy from Home Alone. Uh, not hmm. Home Alone. Third Rock from the Sun. I mean, I think in like a cartoon movie, he would he would be fine, or like, like a Scooby Doo style movie or something. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Like or yeah, yeah. So like a live action version of a cartoon movie, like like the Scooby Doo movie, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah in, a, in a movie like this, which I mean, there is comedy elements and stuff like that to it. Like, oh my god, it's terrible. Just every actor in this movie was awful. Um, nothing about it was in any way endearing. So like, I think we should rate these movies on a scale of. Uh, so I think we should do a rating for these movies, right? Not on a scale of one to ten or anything like that. I think we should rate it on like a hidden gem, uh-huh. or never ever fucking watch this fucking movie ever. Never ever watch this fucking movie ever. 
So that's I what I would rate that this. rating system. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, in general, don't know what the record is going to be. So check them out. Um, uh, Cameron's currently watching it tonight to cover it by the end of the week. So uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to read the review. Yeah. Yeah. I will point and you'll see Cameron's review of this film. Um, so if you want to join in in the fun. It wasn't fun this week. Next week, one of my favourite Christmas movies all time, Andy, Jingle All The Way. But great movie. it got a sequel. Oh it my got God. a sequel. <laughs> yeah, Jingle All The Way is great. We had Arnold Schwarzenegger, we had mm. Sinbad. Turbo we had Man! Turbo Man! And we had, yeah. we had a, a quest to get basically what was Buzz Lightyear. It was, you know? Mm. Yeah. Because yep. uh, back, back in the day, Buzz Lightyear came out and people were going fucking tits for Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. um, so Jingle All The Way 1 came out in 1996 Andy yeah right Jingle All The Way 2 came out in 2014 <laughs> 2014 holy it, it fuck it got pro- what? it was produced in conjunction with 20th Century Fox by WWE Studios oh is there a, by chance a wrestler starring in this movie uh, not that I can see it looks like Larry the Cable Guy you know the guy that done the Fairy 2 and stuff like mm-hmm. that the guy that yeah it's him that's the main guy oh there is a wrestler not a very who, prominent who is it Santino Marella and he was like an Italian um, <laughs> still wrestler in it um, yeah it's not even like a John Cena or anybody like that yeah, yeah. so um, I'll give you I'll send this over here this is like sort of the I know I sent you the trailer but if you take a look at the Wikipedia it'll show you that and stuff like we'll be watching that for next week I'm currently downloading it just now yeah I can't wait to see this one yeah so this is this the plot is with his former wife's new husband defined his daughter his daughter this time his favourite Christmas toy okay Mm. <laughs> can't, be, can't be too bad oh, I don't know about that we'll see okay anyway if you want to watch along we're watching Jingle All The Way 2 next week uh, and the week after if you want to get ahead we're going to be doing Home Alone 5 because we're going to do the festive ones and to be honest the week of winning so we might as well throw in Home Alone 3 since you've not seen it at the very end of December because we've got the last week of December as well yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll check that one out. Especially if that's yeah. not as bad as this one. No. And I imagine no, no, five's no. Prob- probably worse than this one. I think five may. I don't know. I've never seen it. So. I, I, well, I don't know. I've never seen it. I've seen four, but I've never seen five. But Jingle mm. All The Way to so never. Hopefully a great sequel to one of my favourite Christmas movies. Yeah, can't wait to I'll watch like, it. Wait, six screen, we scream. Like I said, check out At What's The Right Up. W R I T E up. What's the right up on Twitter and check out Cam's review. We'll move on to level up. This is the part where we talk about all the games that we played this week and also the video game news. So, excuse me, Andy, what's this? What's been happening this week in the video game news? Hey, again, not too much because uh, they're it's kind of winding down now for the. The holidays really, um, and there's not too much else left to come out this year. So I think we've still got like PSX, uh, and the Game Awards as well coming up. But uh, as far as news goes, not a whole lot. I expect we'll get a couple of bits and pieces from the Game Awards and uh, and PSX, which I think is 
can't remember if it's next week or the week after, but it's on the horizon anyway. But yeah, not too not too much happening just now. Uh, PS Plus games got announced first of all and came out today. So on PS4, uh, Dark Siders. What was 2. sorry? What was our review? What was it? Never ever never fucking ever watched. Yeah, never fucking ever watched this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so PS Plus games, Darksiders 2, Definitive Edition, um, and uh, I can't even remember what that was, Kung Fu Panda, whatever the Kung Fu Panda game is on the PS4, that's the PS4 games. Uh, the PS3 games were trash, as were the Vita games, so not even worth mentioning at this point. And those PS4 games, pretty much trash also, like Darksiders 2 maybe alright, but like it's been on so many sales and, and whatnot, and it was in like... It was on a humble bundle on the American store a while back, um, where you where you could buy it for like I think it was like a fiver or something like that, and you got like a bunch of like different PS4 games and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like yay, what a great way to end the year, Sony with a shit fucking PS Plus lineup. You think they would give you like a nice Christmas present of like here's a decent game, but they did not. Sorry, Home Alone hmm? Five booted up there. <laughs> Okay, do not watch it yet. <laughs> Next week, um, EA's stock value dropped um, in the wake of the uh, Star Wars Battlefront Look Create disaster bonanza. Um, dropped by a total of three point one billion dollars. Holy fuck! <laughs> That's insane. They that should so much... surely be sending a message to Disney as well. But who's handling Star Wars? Hundred percent, yeah. And I mean, look, we spoke before about like how uh, the look crates were stopped just before launch, and and that supposedly Disney uh, had a hand in that of going and saying to EA, "Look, this is toxic. You need to cut this out now, um, and go back to the drawing board with these look crate things, and uh, come back to us with an idea, and we'll approve it first before like before we can go yeah. through with it." So yeah, fair enough with that. Um, but yeah, their stock value dropped by three point one billion dollars. Obviously, because of the uh, the negative <laughs> negative like flashback on that, really, um, as well as the uh, the sales on Battlefront two being vastly down on Battlefront one, um, the the opening weeks anyway, um, and as well like they've shuttered like their uh, a, a couple of developers recently as well. So because uh, they shuttered the Dead Space guys, Visceral, and they obviously shuttered the guys that made Mass Effect Andromeda as well. So, yeah, they... <laughs> Not a good time for EA, to be honest, but they fucking deserve it. Like, uh, they they pushed those games out the door, like, tried to push this multiplayer shit way too much, and it's backfired on them completely. So, hopefully they go back to the drawing board and start making uh, good games again. Did they make good games before? Maybe. Yeah, on Mega Drive. On the Mega Drive, yeah. <laughs> those, those old FIFA games. Classics. <laughs> um, in other EA news, uh, FIFA players boycotted Black their Black Friday sale over their EA practices with the loot boxes and all that. I mean, they've been doing these loot boxes in FIFA for years at this point. Like, don't fucking buy them. Is the yeah. only way to stop them from doing them. Like, and, okay, boycott over Black Friday, but just don't buy them at all. Like... The game's perfectly functional in the other modes. You don't have to play the ultimate team mode, which is all revolved on their shitty loot boxes, but anyway. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, reviews came out and got pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I'll talk yeah, about it later. Yeah, you, you'll cover it later. Um, the Super Mario serial is a real thing, and yes, the yes. box does function as an amiibo. Told you. Told you I called it, because it's so easy to go 
one of those NFC tasks. Not practical for keeping that long term. Surely it's got a bit you can cut out. It has to. Yeah, I'll have a bit you can cut out. But I, th- I thought it was strange though, because I mean, you would be able to just like buy the box of cereal, right? Take it home, scan it, then go back to the shop and return the cereal. You wouldn't teeth it. Yeah, it depends what it unlocks. Uh... It's like having the toy stuck in the outside of the box, kind of. Like you get the toy without ever opening the cereal. Well, yeah, because you could have your switch in this. You don't even need to buy this. Super- yeah, take I suppose to the yeah, you could take a switch in the, in the supermarket and scan all the boxes of fucking Super Mario. Yeah. Now, I yeah. think that the security guard would come up to you and go, hmm, what are you doing there, son? Why are you scanning, like scanning all those boxes? Box. I'm just checking the like, price. I'm just checking well, the it's price. A bit, it's a bit like when Amazon Fire Phone came out and they had that Firefly thing where you could scan mm. the item and check if it was cheaper on Amazon. Just say you're mm. doing that. What are they going to do? Say, put that back or give me back that item from your game. Okay. Um. <laughs> or you might end up with a security guard like uh, Prescott in Home Alone 4 who does not watch the cameras and does not care I think most security guards wouldn't give a fuck if you picked up some cereal and you just switch in with and you just went probably not. probably not no so yeah if you tell you, know, you I mean... can't feed it this cereal right I wouldn't feed her them Lucky Charms based like hyperactive in the morning burn out by lunchtime still food I'm, go- I'm going to eat it right but mm. if they were in a supermarket morning for I'd be like no no you like Cocoa Pops or you like cornflakes. here give me your switch boop there you go there's a gift and I'd put it back on the mm. shelf like I yep. wonder if they're going to combat this by putting them in like I don't know like I don't know how they'd combat well I mean that's, that's why I thought it would be like a card inside the cereal like inside the yeah, cereal bag yeah. when they used to do with toys back in the day, but I mean maybe that's a choking hazard that somebody would eat the fucking card or yeah. <laughs> do you know like? Because it was always like, remember you got those back in the day, and it would be the first thing you would do as soon as you opened the cereal for the first time. Like as soon as you go into the shop, you'd be like, oh, I wonder what toy we got. You would go home, yep. you'd open the cereal. Probably wouldn't have a bowl of the cereal. You'd just stick your hand straight in it and like straight rip out the, the toy. Yep. <laughs> Whereas yeah. your mum your mom would always be like, no, 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 you need to eat the cereal to get down to that. And you're like, no, not waiting, getting the no. toy now. Not waiting. And then if you, yep. if you, got, if you got a doubler, you're like, oh, mum, I need more cereal. Yeah, you would. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I need the cane. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Um, anyway, other other video game news. Uh, the Xbox One has added a couple of new backwards compatible games. So it's uh, Sonic Adventure 2 and Earth Defense Force 2017. Nobody cares about Earth Defense Force. But yeah, Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, downloaded it. But like half, more than halfway in the game now, so I probably won't play through that version. Nice. Uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp had a bigger launch than Pokemon Go. It's a good uh, game. I mean, I did the one, I didn't play it, but the uh, the the reason for this is because it launched in more territories and it launched like officially all at the same time as well. If you remember with Pokemon Go, like people were cycling uh, it and whatnot in Australia and stuff, like slightly before, like about a week before. Yeah, but I remember we sideloaded it and stuff like that. Uh, no, no, I mean Animal Crossing came out a week before. In Australia. Oh, oh, it wasn't. Australia doesn't Australia doesn't count, but I mean the major territories are released basically all at the same time. But yeah, but like Pokemon Go, like remember, remember we had to like download like ABKs and that for it. So those weren't accounted as official downloads. Yeah, a lot. And like, so, playing it before anyone had it, and there was exactly. loads of folk, loads and loads of folks. So I mean, Pokemon Go's like launch numbers are probably not reflective of the actual like launch that it had. So, but anyway, um, it looks like uh, Ashley Butcher's returned to Life is Strange Before the Storm for the bonus episode. Now she's the uh, the girl that voiced. Uh, Chloe in the the first series in Life is Strange, uh, and she was 
are replaced because of the voice actor strike in Before the Storm. But she is going to be returning for the bonus episode now that the uh, voice actor strike is over. Assassin's Creed Origins is getting a chocobo horse. Fucking yes. Is it just a chocobo or is it like armour? I believe it looks like armour. Like, I think it's a normal horse. I don't think it's like a actual full-on chocobo, but like it kind of looks like a costume sort of thing for a for a horse. Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> but this is obviously to do with their cross-promotion that they did with Final Fantasy a while back. Remember they had the Assassin's Festival thing in Final Fantasy Fifteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a wee crossover. Like, cool, fair enough. Uh, Mega Man 11 has been announced and confirmed for Switch coming in 2018. Is it coming to other platforms or is it just Switch? Just Switch announced at the moment. It might be like a Switch launch. Hmm, <laughs> okay. Uh, they've also announced, Capcom's also announced that they're remastering all the Mega Man X games. Yay. Fine. Like, I don't, I, I don't really, one. I, I don't really care about Mega Man. Like, legitimately, I, like, it's never been something that I've ever went, yeah, I want to play the, a Mega Man game. Anyone that I've played, I'm like, this is fucking hard, I don't like it. I mean, they're okay, but I've played one of them and they're all pretty much the same. There's like, mm. like what's that, Gunvolt game? Like, it's kind of yeah, based along... Yeah, and there's Mighty like, Gunvolt, yeah. Yeah, and they're both better, so why would I want Mega Man? But Mega Man again, it also looks like Sonic 4 graphics. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as long as it doesn't fucking handle like Sonic 4, then that's fine. I don't know, we'll yeah. wait and see that one. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 did manage to scrape into the top 20 on the UK charts. Yeah. Which, which is, I mean, it had a modest launch by Switch standards. But, like, but it's of, a niche game. It's a very niche game, yeah. Like, um, I, I think it's probably benefited a little bit by some of the, like, I don't know if it was price glitches or, like, price promotions or stuff like that that I had, but you could get it for, like, £30 on launch day. Which is a good yeah. price for like a big game like that. Now he's like <laughs> fucking raging. Yeah, <laughs> if you see those prices before you buy, man. Yeah. Yep. That's worth the was... money I paid. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean it's a huge game. Like it's many. I'm already fourteen hours in. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, the as, as far as the the rest of it goes, you've got the kind of expected Call of Duty number one and whatnot. Like. I, don't, I can't be bothered running through it all again this week. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe did get back into the top ten though bundles because of bundles and because they sell more switches again through uh, Mario Odyssey and whatnot. Uh, next Splatoon 2 Splatfest is film versus book always book book always wins book is always better than film in every instance uh, player unknown battlegrounds um, there's a bit of controversy going on with this with the console release because apparently it's, it's going to be locked at 30 frames per second on Xbox One However, there's been a, an update to that since then, and apparently it's gonna it's gonna run higher frame rates on Xbox One X. Well, obviously. Well, not necessarily. Usually, I mean, they've used usually like developers have used the power of the X to like push four K four K graphics and whatnot. See, to um, be honest, like I don't understand high resolution why it's not on Xbox One S as well because it doesn't look like that much of a graphical power horse as a game anyway. Well, I mean, as the game is going to be on. Or do you mean like not the higher frame rate on the Xbox One S? No, I just mean a game doesn't look like Batman Arkham, like fucking um, hmm. Arkham Knight or anything. It doesn't look like Battlefield Two. It's like yeah, no. <laughs> a last a last game. Why is it only frames per second? I don't get that. Like, why? It doesn't look great. I would understand if this game looked like fucking God's vagina, Paul. But it doesn't. 
Hmm. I think it's I think it's a rushed port to be honest. That's that's what I recognise. Microsoft has thrown buckets of money at this company to uh, to get it out this year. Because I mean, bear in mind this was only like announced like at E3 this year. And, and that's why, even though you're buying a box copy, it's the first box beta game that I know. Yep. That I reckon Microsoft is basically just throwing buckets of money and go like, oh, how much is it going to take for you to get this running on an Xbox One by the end of the year in the preview program so that it's not like a quote-unquote full-on release. Um, but they know that this will sell fucking consoles because it's, it is an online-only game, so people don't, and people will put hours and hours and hours into it, so they don't mind buying it digital because they're not going to ever sell it on, so that's fine. Um, and Microsoft went, how much will it cost us to do this? And they've went, oh, this many millions of dollars. Microsoft's gone, okay, Take my money, yeah. And they're like, PlayStation but it's only going to run at th- yeah, but it's only going to run at thirty frames a second. And they've went, oh, that's fine. People, people will do it anyway, and they will. Like, yeah. I'm but still yeah. getting it. <laughs> I'm still going to get it as well. Like, which I mean is kind of part of the problem. But yeah, you know, uh, I think it'll be it'll be perfectly playable at thirty, and hopefully it gets up uh, down the line once it comes out of like beta and goes into full access. But anyway. Um, that's out in like about a week, like a week from today. The twelfth. Yeah, uh, I'll need to wait till Christmas to buy it because of the PlayStation Pro saga, which is still continuing, and I still haven't got it. Oh, have you not got it? No, no. I'll I'll send you a picture like as soon as it comes. But they still haven't got the quote unquote still haven't got the stock in to uh, send it out to me, which I I kind of call bullshit on. But anyway, um. Assassin's Creed Black Flag is going to be free from the twelfth of December on the Ubisoft store. On PC, um, it was free in Games with Gold last year. Yeah, but I mean, like that's nice of them. I mean, it's a very good game. If you don't already have it on PC, then still my fucking play it. Game all time. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't like Assassin's Creed, fucking play that game because it's a really good game. Yeah, uh, and then certainly the strangest news article of this week: uh, Nintendo games are going to be available on the Nvidia Shield, but only in <sighs> China. Why would you need that if you've got a Switch? So strange, right? I mean, yeah, totally. They're cannibalizing their own market for one. Like, they're putting out Wii and GameCube games on the Shield. What? Mm. Why don't you just put them on Switch? Like, you've got a handheld. Yeah, (laughs) you've got a dedicated handheld machine. Like, if you're going to put them out on the Shield, just put them on Android or put them on Steam. Like, you might as well have your games everywhere. These are your, like, fucking Zelda games and shit like that. Those, sh- like, if you're going to put them out, put them out everywhere. Like, don't fucking drip feed it into China NVIDIA Shields. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You should be utilising that to sell Switches. Be like, oh, and now, as well as all the great Switch games you can play, you can also buy these Wii and GameCube games digitally. Classics, blah, blah, blah. And uh, apparently the Chinese people... Like it looks like there's a market for it, so there's your way well, to sell market. more switches in China. Yeah, for it, for sure. Like absolutely bizarre, crazy, crazy marketing decision from Nintendo. Don't understand that one. Like I really thought Nintendo were hitting everything Smart. out of the park with the Switch, apart from the online, and then just what the fuck is that? Like this is obviously I don't well, think this is. I'll say that online works, but it's only if the game developer Doom would work perfectly. Hmm. Like. Nintendo's own games like what the fuck has my Mario Kart update for that like and next month you're meant to be charging me for this shit no fucking wait you know that's what they said January we're going to be putting it to £20 a year I 
been 20 quid a year that just now nope not just the place platoon like that that's an absolute no like i don't mind playing paying for like playstation plus or even the xbox because you're i mean it's what 40 pound for xbox 50 for playstation you get a bunch of free games plus you get the online storage and like you can play online like yeah that's fine i mean it represents all, all right value for money plus like with playstation plus and gold you get discounts on the online shop as well i don't see you getting that with the nintendo's one if it's 20 quid um yeah okay they might do some of these like retro games or whatever but unless they're like of the quality that are given to fucking china like these wii and uh gamecube games then it's not gonna be worth it and the online the infrastructure is not there for the online the not having a dedicated voice party chat thing that actually yeah. works is just nonsense i mean even if the app worked correctly then i would be okay with it if it doesn't yeah, but it's just an app at the moment and like they're yeah. not going to give you cloud storage i can't see nintendo open up cloud storage um probably not no. so they need to be able to, you need to be able to tie your saves somewhere like as far I, I, like what if i buy another switch like and i want to play xenoblade nah how how do i play my xenoblade switch on the switch up the stairs hmm. like i know mm-hmm. your answer would be swap switches right? but what if I, I, the upstairs switch wasn't mine and like hmm. I, I I was only allowed my Xenoblade downstairs. What if I was at a friend's house and I wanted to play my Xenoblade and show my save? Mm. I know it's portable yeah. and that's the answer, but you know that it, there's, there's times... Say I traded it and I said I'm going to buy a Switch again in a year. Would I really want to put another 100 hours back into Zelda? Nope. <laughs> well, exactly. So, like... I mean, there's there's got, few... They need to come up with something for that. I think they need cloud saves, like, 100%, because, like, if you... Say, for example, if your Switch dies... Like, yeah, say, well, say for example, my Switch died, right? And I was unable to uh, get it to come back, yeah, come back like alive. Like the battery fried. It, the battery fried or something like that, yeah. And I sent it back to Nintendo for repair. Now, like, they might repair it or they might uh, send me Replace a new it. unit or whatever. Like, if they repair it without resetting it, fair enough. If they repair it and reset it, I've lost my save. If they send me a new unit, I've lost my save. Completely lost it, like, and then I have to start Zelda again. And will I start Zelda again? Will I fuck? Will I go and collect all those hundreds and hundreds of moons in Mario again? Yeah. No, I will not. I don't want to do that, regardless of how much of a enjoyable experience it was. It's not like something that I want to like do again. I want to have new experiences rather than play the same thing that I've already done. Yeah, but like, I, you need cloud saves. Like, I'll play Zelda yeah. probably quite, quite some time. And like, like you said, what if like I drop my Switch and break it, and I have to buy a new Switch? And then they're like, yeah, just restart Zelda. It's like, no, no, where's my... what's on that console? Can I retrieve it? No. Ludicrous. I mean, I think you can. You can you get it from the SD cards in any way? I'm not sure. Like, I, like they need to do something. If I can't get, put my save game on my SD card, but then that opens up cheating and piracy, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing. I don't know. Because like the likes of Splatoon, some of that must be kept online. Some of that information must be kept on. I mean, your stats must be, yeah. Uh... But yeah, anyway, that's the that's the news. No more news. Yeah, de- Nintendo definitely needs to run around next month and go, yeah, 20 quid for the rest of your fuckers. Enjoy your Splatoon. <laughs> they need to delay this at least to Easter or something, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like come out with a Nintendo Direct explaining all the stuff that they're adding to the... I think they'll leave it to E3, personally. And I think they'll say, as of like... Uh, August or September this year, it will be 1999. Your first month will be free, um, and basically, here's what you're going to get: you're going to get free games, you're going to get, get that. They can't just go in January. Okay, 1999 to continue playing. So I'm going to be like, nope. 
No, because I think I reckon they'll do it as the like as the uh, console turns one year old. We'll do it then. What in March? Yeah, they'll say okay, the console's going to have been out for a year. Um, as of then, online will be the service, and here's what we've done to improve it, and this is that, and this and that, and here's a roadmap for the uh, free retro games that you're getting every month. Like here's the first, like an example of the first three that you're going to get. Yeah, I'll evaluate it then, but see, just now from what I've seen, I wouldn't be interested in paying twenty quid a year. Not right now. I mean, it, like as far as like the online goes for the Switch, like the only game that I've really played it is Splatoon, a bit of Mario Kart. So I can live without that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big online. Yeah, you can yeah. still play the single player stuff, and I'm not a big online player. Um, but I don't know. Like Rocket League and stuff like that, yeah. Online. Mario Kart's more fun on the couch anyway. Well, yeah. If you've got the right control, enough of the right controls. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, on. that was all the news. Okay, so I'm going to jump in first. I've not played that much again. Um, so. What? I was just going to say that I have played absolutely fuck all, so. <laughs> okay, so I played some Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, okay. working my way through side quests doing just now Andy mm-hmm. um, find a base and mm-hmm. scope it out with the eagle like guard and then working out the best way to get in the place and taking them out and sometimes I wait till they're all sleeping and just kill them on their sleep but then sometimes I like finding a castle that's like a lower level than me and just walking in the front door and being like fuck you and fuck you and yep. fuck you <laughs> yeah, I mean it's good that you can do both of those and like gives you the freedom to do that. Provided you're high enough level, of course. Oh do yeah, yeah, yeah. That... Never go in a higher level castle ever. No, never. Do you not think that the uh, the eagle like totally eagle. reminds you of like a drone? Eagle. Yeah, yeah. They could like, totally do it in Watch Dogs. They could totally do like the exact they same did it thing with Dogs a drone. Too. It wasn't anyone near as good as this. Like no. the ease, how easy that eagle is to use. And like how it's a joy, it like I it. said. It's see, great. once you've done once you've done auto cam, we'll see in like watchdogs if I could do auto drive and go about with a drone the same way. Just do that. Yeah, like drive to my destination, and while while I'm doing that, I'll also like I'll just send send this drone, send about drone. to go and like yeah. scope out different places. Yeah, go for yeah. it. That'd be great. Because that's what I do. I do it with eagle, like uh, auto camo. Right, he's on his way. Have a look at what's over here while I'm traveling, and then the yep. minute you get to your destination, back to the camo. So I didn't really do much of the main story. I'm just like I said, I'm probably, but you know what? So distracting this game and like hmm. the branching side quest. I've just been doing that. Um, so I've also been playing two Switch games, Andy. Um, mm-hmm. I picked up at work because I actually came in cheaper than I expected, and we get discount. Uh, Eleanor, <laughs> even though I wasn't going to. For fuck's sake! Um, <laughs> but I never finished. I never finished it. Okay, I, I did finish it. Like uh, I finished it and platinumed it on PS3, so I don't need to play that game again. I'll buy it when it's cheap. I will be trading this back in once it's finished. I've no need to keep this game though. I just bought it to play through it. Um, it looks fucking awesome on it. The lip sync in this game's so fucking good; it's almost perfect. Mm, this yeah. is obviously based on the new HD version. This isn't like the original, quote unquote. Yeah. Um. So um, I I've played like the first two or three missions. I'm not sure if it's got Andy's infamous DLC DLC gate on this or not, um, but I'd imagine it's the complete package. To be honest with you, I think it is. Yeah, um, mm. some real fucked up DLC on that though. That like 
because uh, like I say, I got the platinum, and I think I was maybe two trophies off of getting like a hundred percent. One of the trophies glitched on me massively. Yeah, but also it wasn't that wasn't the gate. It was the day you gave up in season passes because this came out the mm-hmm. day after the season pass finished. Yep, I don't remember what the DLC was, but I'm sure it'll be on there. Fucking dead yeah. DLC that one. Yeah, because this doesn't have the original cover like PS3 and 360. Mm-hmm. This is one that the PS4 and Xbox One has, and I mean it came in at 35, so couldn't really argue not with it. Bad, like, yeah. I mean, for a game that I've not finished, I've never finished, and it's like it looks phenomenal. The reason I never finished it is I got to like disc two because it was in three discs in the 360, and Michael borrowed it from me, and I never got it back. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, it's enjoyable, and like, see, for a game like this in Switch, it's, I just like seeing games like that. Like. I'm not going to buy every game like this, but I mean, like, I bought it and I'm like, did I really want it? And I put it on the Switch and I went, this is fucking impressive. Like, I was, it was like Skyrim again. It's like, I know this is like a game from maybe, what, four or five years ago. And it's like, but it's still, it's fucking cool that this is working on a handheld. And it's also obviously like, like Skyrim, it's a slightly upgraded version. It's not your original version. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. But um, the main game that's took most of my time is Xenoblade 2, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, that is. Um, this one even though it's got a two in its name, is a sequel in name only. Um, right. I mean, I've never finished Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Um, good, great game, and I would happily get it if it came to Switch to finish it, because I really liked um, Chalk and the Sword and the Titans and stuff. It's got similar style themes, but this is more like a Final Fantasy sequel. Right. You know, oh, what okay, it's got... Right, yeah. You know, where it's got similar... I don't mean like Final Fantasy thirteen two, which was a direct sequel. I mean, like, this is as similar as, say, Final Fantasy ten was to Final Fantasy mm. twelve or whatever, you know. It's got similar elements, like characters that are in everything. But then it's a bit like Xenoblade X. It was kind of tied in as well, but it wasn't like... It was like they talk about similar creatures and stuff, but... I don't think any of them are directly linked at all. Like, this one's got the same red sword, but, I mean, the it was called the Mondo in Chronicles, and this is called the Aegis, and it's tied to, like, your guardian creatures, but I'll get to that in a minute. So, just for the opening, Andy, the opening took 2 hours and 16 minutes of playtime. That's That's with me not looking about and playing it like Andy. <laughs> that's me just going right. mission to mission just to get the main bit out of the way. So, um, basically, in this drivers can use blades right now in Xenoblade Chronicles X the blades were like the super soldiers and this this is what I mean by similar names if you know what I mean a bit like they do like chocobos and like uh, magitech and stuff like that's the blades in this are your secondary character who follows you about like tails but they're kind of like a summon if you know what I mean but they're a real Mm -hmm. person it's like a guardian creature if you will so um, basically you play as Rex who you've probably seen with the blue diving suit and you can unlock it and Zelda, you know the yep, you know that so basically you live in the back of a titan dragon who you call Gramps, right and you live in the cloud seas so there's no land apart from the back of these giant creatures and uh, the cloud sea for some reason you can swim in it, like the first time I fell off the edge I was like oh shit and then you start swimming in the clouds I'm not quite sure of the physics in it or if you can fly or mm. what I'm joking but I don't know how it works, I think it's just <laughs> a cool thing like cloud sea so uh, basically you 
end up going and you you die for salvage so like it's a mini game every you have to buy a cylinder like um not not it's not a dlc it's not like that it's like in game you buy it in an item shop you have to top up right. in cylinders and whatnot so you get a cylinder for your diving pack and you can jump off at diving points into the cloud sea and obviously it's like a quick time event like hit the three buttons and like the closer to you know the circle goes into the button and the closer you get the better stuff you get. so if you hit all three perfect you get better gear if you miss two of them and get the last one then you pull back up like a couple of crab creatures and you have to fight them before you get the shit you know whatnot mm. so you take a mission um with some shady characters that you're kind of what starts out as the main hub to dig up like i don't know if it's a submarine or an old ship or it's an old ship right we'll call it that i'm saying submarine because it's in the cloud sea but i think it's like an airship so like you get this airship and you go in and you find the aegis which is like the mondo like you know the red sword that everybody relates to xenoblade mm, chronicles yeah. um and it's tied to a blade called pyra and you're not a driver at all you're a diver not a driver which is confusing and like uh, you become a driver um, because you get betrayed and you i won't spoil any story notes here because it is kind of new and you get tied to this blade pyra um there's the stereotypical japanese like there's a guy that's white that looks like a knight and there's a guy that's black that looks like a knight and it's like one of them's a bad guy or they're both bad guys just now and it's like you've got a pal on the ship um you get betrayed and you get tied to this like the blade they all want the aegis everybody's after this sword for some reason but um because it's a it's not, great sword it is a cool sword right but i don't there's obviously something to it because i'm not getting it just now i'm like yeah but she kind of sucks because Okay, so we'll skip forward because I don't want to go through any story beats, right? I think that's fair on an RPG the size of this, especially when you might end up playing it at some point or somebody listening might be playing it. I don't mind spoiling games like after like a few months when it's an RPG, but I think I've went through this quicker than some people might have. So basically, you after you get betrayed, you, you basically escape and you're with one of your friends and I can't even tell you who the friend is because there's a scene where you don't really know who survives until a certain point. So you're with your friend that you end up with and they go missing and Gramps goes missing and something happens to Gramps and it's kind of minor spoiler here if you know my reference, but um, you know the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 1? Yep. Mm-hmm. The we are, we are Groot scene and then yep. Baby Groot, that style thing kind of... It's almost like... A, the minute I seen it, I was like that's Guardians, that's Baby Groot that's what's happened there, so sorry, minor spoiler, uh, it's kind of cool the way they've done it, because obviously I was like, how the fuck is Gramps going to be about for the whole game without, yeah, but anyway, a scene happens so, you you can actually recruit more than one blade um, your main blade, obviously, but you can get side blades, and what you get is these crystals, uh, you get them from doing missions, you can find them salvaging, you can buy them in some shops, and you open them and it gives you, like, different kinds of blades like, one might be, like, a a healer so you can assign three at a time and usually i've got pyra who's like obviously the main blade you know the one that's attached to the sword right but i've also got say an attack guy who's got like an axe so during battle i can swap to that blade which brings out say that summon or like tails or i i, I liken it to tails because they're a real person but they're kind of treated like a summon in a way who just boosts okay. your attacks and like gives you extra attacks but when you mm. change like from pyra she's got the sword you, you might have an axe, you might have like two daggers you know, like it changes up the way you play and like the dagger, if I went the healer, like say I've got the three set one's pyra, one's attack, one's the healer if I'm losing health I might change to the healer and do like dragon uppercut or whatever it is and it'll punch like health potions out of the 
the enemies and whatnot. Like all the combat is real time. It's none of this like active time battle. You know, stop the going to the battle scene. All the creatures are there like normal with Xenoblade. It's like a big sprawling world or worlds or backs of titans and like um, all the creatures are roaming a bit like Final Fantasy Twelve. Um, I can't really say too much more without going into story beats, but there's like I can't even tell you about there's a mini game for some reason that will help with something and I can't even tell you about that I'll talk about it next week I think that's fair to talk about it next week because the mini game is kind of like a retro game and there's a reason it's there but I'll tell you the reason next week suffice to say I'm fucking loving this game I think you would love it I think Fraser would love it I've showed you a screenshot taken directly from my Switch um, via my phone not even an actual screenshot and the the game looks It's a bit like Zelda, though. You know, at some points with Zelda, sometimes you can look at it and go, that looks fuzzy, and then you move the camera and zoom in and everything's perfect. Hmm. It looks like that, but I think some parts look better than Zelda in a way. Like, this is kind of like anime... Like, it looks more like Nino Kunai meets almost real world to an extent, sort of, like, rather than Zelda's look. But I would highly recommend this for anyone that's putting the time to finish Zelda now and they're looking for their next RPG, especially if you manage to get it at 30 quid. Like, I've already had enjoyment out of it. Um, Like I said, I think I'm at 14 hours. That's roughly what I estimate playing. Um, Obviously, the Switch doesn't update for my true time to like 10 days time but I can check in game and I'm sure it's 14 but I don't have my Switch in front of me just now um, but yeah Xenoblade it's all voice acted as well and it's all like um, yes. English and Welsh and Scottish voice actors that are in it no one famous that I can recognise so far um, but instead of reading most of it a lot of it's voice acted but it's got humour kind of oh, what can I compare it to that's got humour that's an RPG suppose Nino Kunai was funny sometimes you know how the wee Welsh drippy was kind of a yeah yeah, there's some of that style humor in it you know um there's all the blades different blades to collect you got a blade album so like you can go through and i say blades the fucking summon things like calling them blades sounds stupid because i've played chronic because you've never played xenoblade chronicles x andy it won't be as stupid for you playing it but see for me you joined the blades in x you know what i mean they were like this the swats team and i'm like but they're not they're like summons in this one you know it's a bit like how shiva and Bahamut look different and stuff like that and they, they, right. they mean different things i like i said even though it's xenoblade chronicles 2 this could have even like they don't they don't need to number it like xenoblade chronicles x sure it's mm-hmm. kind of the same but it's different and xenoblade chronicles 2 it's not real it's not like sonic 1 and sonic 2 you know it's nothing like that it's like final fantasy 1 and 2 probably or 3 and 4 or something so highly highly fucking recommend this game like everything about it's cool man I love exploring in it. You can add side quests. Um, even the wee menu to get your side quests. See how normally it's just got like, help the Marines out, you know, or help these guys. And it's just like a list. Even on like Assassin's Creed, it's like assassinate this guy. On this, it's got like, we, it almost looks like a comic book. It's not designed to look like a comic book, but it's just like we squares. So your quest is like, help out the guy at the shop and it's got like a wee picture of the guy at the shop or something you know like so you look in and instead of just having a list i thought that was quite cool the the system can be quite confusing if you're new to rpgs but for seasoned vets like me you fraser the likes of that it should come second nature everything's fully explained as you go and most of the time you use every single combat technique to tell you so i wouldn't worry too much about missing out on it um I prefer with the camera zoomed in slightly more 
than the standard is, but you can control the camera fully and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll report more on it. Um, sorry to be a bit coy in some of the. I just I have to stop myself spoiling some of the story mm-hmm. beats, but I want to talk about so much about this retro style mini game. There is a retro style mini game in it. It's really quite difficult, but this is almost like an Atari style mini game. But the reason that you need to play it is like tied into like getting items to boost something obviously like you can boost your own abilities there's this usual rpg fair of skill trees you know like um you boost weapons this way boost your abilities like do you want to put it into health or armor you know that sort of thing you can customize it you've sometimes got a party um not going to go too much into that this week but just now i've got two party members and at least one of them's a spoiler this closer to the game's launch but if you're if you're somebody holding back on it and you i don't and you enjoy like xenoblade chronicles even if you enjoy final fantasy i'm sure one of the final fantasy 7 or one of those designers branched out to make monolith soft i could be wrong there's a story uh, there's, a, there's a story involved in that like there's definitely some crossovers as well guest artists have came in and to design some of the blades from like Final Fantasies and stuff so this game looks phenomenal um, I don't know if you're thinking about picking it up anytime soon I know you will get it Like, but I wouldn't just recommend picking this up once it's a tenner to complete your Switch collection I think you would actually like playing this game Andy okay I mean uh, like it does intrigue me definitely yeah. Yeah. it's not don't don't play any demo for it it's just a good game if well, you're in the mood like if you're in the mood for it then pick it up um, yeah. but yeah Anyway, that's all I've got to say about it this week without ruining the story. And I'd, I'd actually did not play anything else. I mean, when I've got Assassin's Creed on the go at the same time and then I'd started early Noir in between, yeah, that's enough. I think I'm kind of getting close to the end of Assassin's Creed. Well, I definitely could finish my next quest because I'm like two levels above the recommended level now. So <laughs> I'm going to probably go back. And I wanted to have it finished by this week, but I didn't realize how much I'd get into Xenoblade. Like, you know how sometimes I can get the RPG sickness, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I picked it up and I'm like it's different enough from Zelda that I want to play this just now you know and if, if I, I'm one of those guys that finished Final Fantasy 15 rare breed that we are in this show <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't have waiting on the see which was meant to be out this month I, I think it still is coming as far as I'm aware but I would have expected a wee bit more about it so wouldn't surprise me if they're delaying this to make it better hey, what DLC is it? Sorry. The second pack yeah. for the season pass in Zelda. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You know, because I've already done the Master Quest trials, or I've mm. done half of the first one, and the second one is an ongoing thing that I can get eventually. But this mm. one's the actual story content, remember, about the old Guardians yeah, yeah, and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So there's been nothing about it. They might just be keeping it quiet till Xenoblade 2 gets a couple of weeks in, and they could still release at the end of December, but who knows? But Xenoblade 2 definitely buy it there is a season pass but it's fully detailed a bit like every other nintendo season pass and it tells you exactly what you're getting not just a case of content to be determined the season pass is like Mm. 26 quid which isn't awful for a season pass and it's it's a season pass that takes you right through next year andy but it's almost like a call of duty win so like every month you get something basically uh, um right up story dlc like a lot more stuff so i probably will invest in that at some point nice okay so yeah but Anyway, Xenoblade 2, I am, I would say so far, I, I put more time into Xenoblade Chronicles 1, because remember I was rushing to finish it. I, I would say I'm enjoying this one a lot more. Storyline, the lot. So. Nice. The, uh, like the, only, the only thing that I have been playing is uh, Steam World Dig 2. I haven't really played anything yeah. else, but I'm, I'm trying to kind of get through that now. I'm 10 hours into it now, though. Nice. Is that on Switch? On Switch, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I did play a bit of um, which we call it Animal Crossing, but I mean, there's not much, too much to report. I'm just like mm. shaking trees and building my building my <laughs> campsite. That's it. I'm trying to get all the Christmas set just now. I've got the hat. Right. Okay. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Like it's such a nice game. Just sometimes, like if my switch is low and I want to charge it for a bit, I'll fling that on. Or like when I'm going to my bed at night and like just before I set my alarms on my phone, I'll play a wee bit of Animal Crossing. Like nothing too heavy. It's just it's mm. a nice game to play. Like the, all the Nintendo phone games are fine. Like I've still nev- never finished the Mario one or anything like that. But nah, this one's okay for just now. But it's not something. That, it doesn't cry out to you to like like we said before. Nintendo's not that. Not yet. They're testing the waters, so it's like they're not bleeding you dry for money yet. I don't feel the need to put money into it at all. I feel like I'm getting enough out of it. It was the same for um, what do you call it? Fire Emblem. It was the same. Oh yeah, I never played that one. It was okay. This one's better than Fire Emblem, I think. But I never really enjoyed Fire Emblem. Um, well, I tell a lie. I did like it, but I didn't enjoy the mobile version as much as the DS one. I think it was I played or three DS. Okay. But no, Xenoblade 2 fucking it deserves it. it I I was worried that it wasn't going to make um, my game of the year. Um, right. But it's definitely a contender already. And I think that because game of the year's in like three weeks, we should let me get a pass and add this if I feel the need. Because it's like over 100 hours game. And I know you're going to add Zelda and you won't have it finished by the end of the year either. I will finish Zelda by the end of the year. Fuck off! You it's didn't. Like even that... you, that's two years for Final Fantasy. Do you know? Uh, yeah, I, I'm stuck at it. I told you this. I'm I'm stuck in an impossible maze. There's an uh, easy mode, you douche, and you're using it with the infinite suits. No, I'm stuck in a maze. I'm not stuck at like mm. a, a fight or anything like that. I think you're now at the point where if you googled it, no here. So just go ahead and you do that. <laughs> like it's like you're going back and playing a retro game almost. <laughs> Remember that Final Fantasy Fifteen, <laughs> but uh, Zelda, like Zelda's next on my agenda as soon as I finish Steam World Dig. That's what I'm going back nice. to. Well, I do hope to by next week. I, I don't want to rush Assassin's Creed Origins because I'm liking it that much though. Mm. So I don't know whether to just beast Alien War and get it traded before it drops in price to at least thirty because it will soon. Um, saying that, I haven't seen many of them. I don't know. I don't know what to sink my time into next week. What do you think? Uh, I, I think that it doesn't matter what we say here, you're going to end up sinking so, your time into Xenoblade. Yeah, this is probably true, yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to have played Xenoblade in maybe a couple of hours of Assassin's Creed next week. Yeah, did you pick up anything Black Friday? We talk- got to talk, uh, just, just that PS4 uh, deal. I did, buy, you know, I did buy a Humble Bundle this week, which like I don't know why I bought this, right? Because it's like racing games. Yeah. Like, two, it had two Formula 1 why games you- in it. <laughs> like oh games? I need to buy that I know and like and then as soon as I bought it and downloaded it I'm like because I was like oh I'll play that and then when it's finished download I'm like I won't ever play that <laughs> you're just obsessed with Humble that Humble Bundle hype man it's, it's just such a good deal like and you're like oh four games for like a pound or whatever it is like, <laughs> I need to buy that and they're like no you won't play no, you didn't you don't need to buy it well I, I forgot about something I bought I'm, I'm going to do an unboxing of it I got a new controller for the Switch I probably didn't okay. need but, uh, uh, they were do- uh, well yeah but it's you know the, the, it's the wild not one. A, yeah well it's weird I've not opened it yet it only arrived today which is weird because I ordered it on Black Friday it was the Zelda one because it looked so cool and uh, it was like nineteen ninety nine, which was a good price remember the one I showed you yeah and 
like it's got like a USB charging cable, but I don't think it works wireless. Like it's not like a fixed cable. Yeah, there is some Xbox games like that as well. So Xbox it's not controllers, like a, you mean? Ah, sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't work wireless. They've got no wireless thing in them. I think it's just cheaper for them not to mould it. And with it's a controller. For, yeah, uh, like, so it works out cheaper for them just to use a separate cable. I mean, I'm going to probably do an unboxing of it on Thursday when I'm off, and I'll, I'll playtest it then as well. Um, but it just looked like a really cool controller, and it was down from, like, 30-odd quid at least or something, so I went, yeah, I'm having that as a spare. Definitely. Um, I, what else did I get? Oh, I bought Assassin's Creed uh, the movie in 4K uh, from Zabby for 14, 14 pound. So, not too bad. Nice. But yeah, that, that's it. Like, I don't think I bought anything else. The Jackbox party, I think I told you about that last week. Uh, I believe you did. Because the new one got like a fiver off it for the Switch, so I'm like, yep, having that. Hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's all we've got. Uh, Gaming History 101's on next, I believe. I think so, or maybe Gaming History X. One of the two. Yeah, one of the two. Stay tuned for that. And then stay tuned for Chip and the rest of the guys on the B team later on to finish off your gaming night here on allgames.com. Thank you very much for listening. Like I said, check out at What's the Right Up on um, Twitter's. Uh, the Right Up is Cameron's website, and he's going to be covering the journalistic side of well me and you're kind of journalists in a way. Um I've got a certificate that says so. Um we <laughs> professional. Uh we um we'll be doing a jingle all the way to for next week. Uh can't wait. so can't wait. watch along with that. I can't wait either. I like the way that I, I I like covering the way we've done this week with your notes. I like your notes and questions like why did this happen? Why is this a thing? <laughs> that'd be a good way to keep it too so um, thank you very much for listening uh, and I'd better go if I want some Xenoblade before bed good night all games